0: to the important
1: Road. everybody's Yes. Yes,
2: the <laughs>
0: Wow, ladies and gentlemen, isn't this quite a special episode? You're again listening to the Whip Podcast. My name is Zach and with my amazing co-host Elliot. And today we've got an amazing guest, James Griffin. Thank you for coming on the show. Such a pleasure. Thank you very much for coming on. Well, thank you
1: for coming here. Well, that's all right. You know, important people have to go towards other important people. <laughs> so
2: this is true. This is are, true.
1: We are in Parliament House, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah.
0: We, um, were, we were lucky enough to get the whole grand tour from James hmm. and Kim as well. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So Kim's been amazing. She's been helping us book this time. Good, this, good. This and so, yeah.
2: you met your namesake. Yes. We did. We met yep.
0: Andrew at the whip.
2: Yep. Uh, Adam. Adam, Adam. Adam at the, at whip. the,
0: whip. the
1: uh, whip. There is a minister for whips. Uh, <laughs> me and Zach thought w- it was it, but we're not. <laughs> um, it, so Adam is a good man. Yeah. He was really a nice guy.
0: great nan- man. He let us take a photo with his whip and his merch cup. Maybe we should try and get one. We should. <laughs> yeah. We should. We'll
2: interview him in the future. I will. So yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's, that's actually on next list. on the agenda. <laughs> actually, we're idea. going from
1: you straight to the top. <laughs> Chris Mins and then <laughs> Albert Daisy. but But
0: um, gotta start somewhere. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So James, you're the current member of Parliament for Manly, yep. and you've been that since 2017. Mm. Um, the shadow minister for energy, climate change, and digital government, and the former minister for environment and heritage. Yep. So big resume there, and yeah. busy life. Father as well. Yep, that's right. And balancing all that. So I did want to ask, though, how would you summarise it? Is what you do? Oh, that
2: is a <coughs> that is a pretty tough question um, because I think there's the perception of what people think that um, politicians or parliamentarians to. I think, really interesting labels, which we'll come back to in a minute. But if you drill it all down, the job of a member of parliament is to advocate for the community that elected them. Yes. And then above that, it is to, if you're lucky enough to become a minister or a shadow minister for something, it's to advocate um, for that particular policy area. So really my job is to make sure that our community in the seat of Manly gets what it deserves in terms of funding And also, a lot of the job is being uh, a a stop shop for for all sorts of people who have got to their last port of call. They need help, and they've come to see their member of parliament. Yeah,
0: wow, so big job. Yeah,
2: it's it's got no two days would be the same. Like it is very unique, very interesting. um, But I think the the traditional media have led people to believe that it's um, all about you know, the theatrics that you guys would see at question time and it's just, you know, one side having a go at the other. But the the, bo- the bulk of work actually goes on behind the scenes and it sees uh, members of parliament work with one another to deliver good outcomes but also working in the community. Yeah, cool. Mm. So would you
1: go for like, are you friends with people on the opposition? Like yes. W- are you friends with people in the Labor government and, yep. and all
2: mm-hmm. that? Now, which leads to my
1: next question. Yeah. Is there a Parliament House Christmas party?
2: There is. And <laughs> everyone goes? It is a really good one. It's actually a roast that the media put on. Oh, the media? Um, so, that's so ironic. We, yeah, well, <laughs> they, they, they do a like a, a, s- a bloopers reel of all the stuff, stuff that happens throughout the year. Um, and then the two leaders get up and give a pretty good roast of um, everybody that's in the room. So, oh, really? yeah, it's have good fun. Have you ever been featured on the reel? Uh, I haven't got a feature on the reel, but I've had um, I've had uh, someone have a good crack at me. So really, uh, yeah, yeah, what but it's s- all all in in jest. Good, good, fa- the, yeah, good faith. Yeah, yeah. And what did uh, they?
1: What was the premise of what they said?
2: Well, it's it's essentially about um, my relatively youthful looks when it comes to this building. Um, oh, yeah. So I was elected at thirty two, and um, for amongst members of parliament, that's pretty young. yeah. Yes. And, um, you know, a lot of them are, are, are uh, let's say, a bit more mature uh, in their in their years. Yeah. And so they liked having a bit of fun at that. Yeah, cool. Well, how did you
1: get into politics then, obviously, getting... You know, mm-hmm. being so young, that mm-hmm. is very young to, like, get into mm-hmm. it. Um, so what made you want to go into it?
2: Yeah, I, d- I don't think there's a really direct route. It, it was quite a... It was a series of things that happened. Um, I think, in one sense, it was... The um, sense of service that was distilled in me by my parents, both of whom were in the army, um, served long careers in the defence force. So for them, it was constantly about um, you know trying to do something that's bigger than yourself. Yeah. And and for them, it was defence. Uh, I, I didn't go down that path. <coughs> and then the other thing that happened was um, because we're in the army, we moved around a lot, and finally found home in Manly. And knowing that we weren't going to get up and move again we really kind of felt that it was finally a place we could call home we wanted to invest back in that community. And then um, it just so happened when I turned 18 or thereabouts, um, the Corso as a, as a destination was one of the most violent in the state so the Stain Hotel was right up there in the top five. Yeah, it's like t- it was like third when I did my RSA. Yeah, yeah, like that's crazy. Really insane stuff would happen yeah. um, on a Friday and Saturday night down there in the Corso. and um, I was actually um, um, bashed. Oh, yeah, geesh. and I was—I just thought, you know what, like, and it was a closing ceremony of the Olympics. I remember year two thousand, and yeah, wow. I was like, this is—I don't, this is crap. Like, I don't want to. Um, kind of live in a place that this happens, and yeah. so I then started doing a bit of research and work with the local council in terms of what could be done to improve um, Manly after midnight, as, as it was called um, as a committee. It's got some ring to it, actually. Yeah, Manly yeah. after midnight. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Someone was thinking, yeah. um, and that led to all the pubs in the Corso and Manly being the first in the state to have what was called a voluntary liquor accord. So essentially, they realised that their businesses were going to struggle and suffer if they didn't get their act together and work with the police and other authorities to make Manly a less violent place. And you look at what it is today, it's so dramatically different. So just little things like that. Um, and then s- my mentor, the previous member for Manly, he stood down um, quite um, dramatically. And then the spot opened up and there was a by-election and that was that was um, like six years ago now.
1: So... Do, when yeah. you say the Manly after midnight mm. and how they introduced those measures, mm. do you think that's something that potentially could have been rolled out across the state? Because obviously, lockout laws, like for our generation, yes. has completely decimated nightlife. For I yep. don't understand the reasons why they were brought in, but do you think that perhaps they were too harsh? And what you did in Manly could that have been used on a broader scale, or do you think it worked mainly because it was in such a small area? Not small, not mainly, (coughs) just a small area because there's a lot of pubs there. Mm. But because it's so confined and everyone in that area shares the same values, like we want to go to the Stain, potential sponsor to the (laughs) show. Do you think that's something that could have worked throughout the CBD and the rest of the state?
2: Yeah, I think, um, (coughs) pardon me, in hindsight, um, things could have been done a bit differently. And there was obviously that really tragic incident from that young guy that got king hit, which... And often in in politics, sometimes an event that you just cannot foresee happening lights the fuse for something to then um, change very dramatically and very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, But the voluntary liquor accord was a good model and sort of demonstrated, I think, for a lot of operators that there's a commercial um, element to them wanting to do the right thing, which is fine. Um, But at the same time, I think willingness of... The local police and community members to recognise that there was a problem, and and put into effect some voluntary things that the pubs did, which was shut earlier, stagger their their closing times, um, worked well. So could that have been applied across the state? Yeah, yeah, maybe. But I think also we're lucky in Manly because the geography of it was just the you know Corso, whereas yeah. in the Cross, another, it's a bit more spread out. Um, sure, but you know i think we recognized the impact that we had on um on nightlife and in the last couple of years of our government invested a lot in what's called the um purple flags concept which is from the uk which is essentially encouraging and growing the 24-hour nighttime economy so you're going to see that um uh taking off in brookvale soon so got all the breweries in brookvale oh. Um, there's label nightclub there yeah um, shout out to kieran who runs that a absolute legend um and they're working collectively to make brookvale the next sort of nighttime spot because there's no residential there or there's very yeah. no little
1: so it could be operated 24 hours it wouldn't have the 3am correct Coffee. yep
2: and f- food music yeah um you know an an offering and, and a lot of arts um yeah there as well so i I feel
1: like our generation has missed out because like i went down to victoria Mm. a couple years ago and it was just like crazy how culturally Mm. like different their nightlife is is to ours like they're going there they start going out at like 1am yeah compared to here yeah yeah.
2: yeah, it would be cool to see that kind of transition to up here well because you guys got whacked doubly i think um lockout and then also everything that happened with covid so you know some in hindsight, uh, it's just, yeah, it's been a been a couple of years. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Would you say that was probably, a, has been your biggest challenge so far, COVID, as a politician?
2: um, Yeah, yeah. I think the personal, um, so I, I've done a lot of work with the Chamber of Commerce in Manly to sort of change the perception of Manly to visitors, not only in our area, but um, around New South Wales and internationally, <coughs> that Manly's more than... You get off, you walk up the corso, so you buy fish and chips and go home. As you guys know, there's so much more to it than that now, and it's matured in terms of what it's got available. There's some great venues, there's some great offerings. Um, so what COVID revealed was that there's a kind of seven weeks of the year where a lot of those businesses in Manly, if they don't trade really well through um, Christmas into January – and the leaner months in, in winter are really, really hard. Yeah,
0: for sure. It's always a lot quieter in the winter times. Yeah, yeah because
2: the, the punters are like, oh, why would you go to Manly in the, in winter? So what we're trying to do is shift that and say, well, actually, you can come to Northern Beaches, do amazing coastal walks, you can go up to North Head, you can get involved in the, in the national park up there. There's so much stuff outside of summer and then build a more sustainable economy that, that allows um, food, beverage, arts, culture to really thrive in our area. Cause yeah, I feel like we, like we had a guest
1: on the, a couple of weeks. Seems like a Roger mm. Fabre. Friend of the show, and he basically <laughs> first thing came in, came in and insulted the like Insula Peninsula <laughs> and yeah. stuff. So like we get a bad rap yep. over here. So I feel but
0: like we also it rep it a bit. Yeah, we well, we do. Like, <laughs>
2: we yeah, like, <laughs> we, <laughs> we are the greatest. Like that's <laughs> not, that's yeah, not we've kidding got a, we got a, the last operational drawbridge in all of Sydney. Yeah, exactly. Like. <laughs> and you know what? Well,
1: COVID <laughs> happening and us keeping out of everyone's so eye was probably one of the best things that ever happened to the area. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So but yeah, so that was the toughest time. Was yeah, it? Yeah. Was that a weird time in terms of? Like w- especially when the Northern Beaches outbreak yeah. happened, were you having to work super hard to mm. figure everything out while your member for Glebe, who shares the office next door, is probably you know on their tr- on the beers already? Like, was it? Did you feel a lot of pressure?
2: Yeah, the particularly for the businesses who who yeah. um, they were relying on the trade. And when you've got people ringing up, or I remember doing a Zoom with all of the local business operators, and people are in tears. They're like, hey, "We can't pay our mortgage. We can't pay the rent. We we've got stock that we just bought." thinking we're going to be able to sell it next week and now this has happened. And you kind of can't help but take um, a bit of that on board, especially when it's government making decisions. So there's a degree of responsibility for, for making those calls, albeit, um, you know, at that time it was pretty fluid situation. Um, but, yeah, that was a really difficult time. Uh, and in, in hindsight, I think we did as well as we could, but um, the silver lining has been... Um, you know, there's some new businesses that have sprung up and new opportunities for so the night at the barracks, for example, which is on now, um, that was an idea that came during COVID. Yeah. So, you know, you've got that music performance, I think it's ten nights of amazing acts. Um, and that wouldn't have been here if it weren't for COVID. I saw that was actually really impressive because when I first mm. saw
1: that I thought it was like a laneway festival or something and then i saw the quarantine stage and i'm like mm. i used to go on ghost tours there when i was in like yeah. year six and now they're doing like meals like have the world gone mad yeah, so yeah, yeah that was like that's a good one congratulations on organizing yeah,
2: that open air cinema at q station in a couple of weeks yeah sunset drinks there as well so yeah it's all happening well zach has a
1: um new <laughs> girlfriend so perhaps he can all right. take her there <laughs> might have to might have yeah to. q station
2: q station know. yeah romance plus you know, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, Ellie
0: has a real girlfriend, so he <laughs> could take her too. <laughs> yes,
1: but Zach, the difference between me and you is I'm like one and a half years in. The impressing has stopped, okay? Right. Now you I look Now I look for the cheap dinners. Is <laughs> <and>, uh, <laughs>
2: she a friend of the show? She is
1: a friend of the okay, show. Okay, hers. Yeah, she, she doesn't like watching, but because... And her reasoning, which I get, is <laughs> I have to listen to you nine hours a day,
2: while I don't want to listen to you for ten. Yeah, and to that I say I understand.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh, not very supportive. Yeah, well,
2: <laughs> when you get married, it doesn't change. So I'm sorry. Well, <laughs>
0: not thinking about that yet. So, <laughs> what what would you say the day in the life of your role is? Like, I love I've lo- I watch all the day in the life videos of random jobs that I'll never do. Yeah, yeah. so I love like thinking and learning. Like yeah, what do you what do you guys
2: actually yeah. do? So there's probably two two streams to it. One is when you're working in the electorate. Um, So, each MP has an office in their their hometown, in their electorate, and then there's here in Parliament, and those two days are very different. Um, This last week, so a day was um, a meet and greet with a great guy, Jack Byrne, um, lives in our area on Northern Beaches. He started a fiver for a farmer which is basically... Um, well, I saw that photo. Oh, yes. yeah, so I yeah, did yeah. see So, young that, yeah. guy, he started it when he was 12, raised $2 million bucks. It's yeah. basically donate 5 bucks to help the farmers during drought, um, and he's kicking that off again this month. So, meet with him, um, learn about what he's he's up to this year and, and how I can help. Then meet with the Chamber of Commerce president to sort of check in, see how it's all going. Meet with some constituents um, on various matters. Then head out. Um, went to... Pitwater Road, on the way to the mall from Manly, there's a really bad kind of intersection there where the residents want to put a pedestrian crossing in or a crossing. So they all came out, that 20 residents living in that street, that came for a chat and sort of we walk through what their challenge is. Then come back, read the legislation that's coming on for debate in, this in, in Parliament the next week to get your head around that. Um, then a bit of research and discussions with energy stakeholders with the Shadow Energy hat on um then go pick the kids up so that's that day and then in parliament um question time uh and then talking about legislation raising issues uh, and then today you guys have been in here on a really wild day which is the budget um so that has been handed down and and basically going through that and sort of working out what i think could have it you know could have been spent better on or what manly managed to secure so yeah it's really diverse um, and then there's the evening stuff, so events going and, um, you know, supporting local organisations and groups and just helping them along. So yeah. yeah.
0: And so how do, would you support, like, was it Jack doing the yeah. five for the family? Farmers, sorry. Yep. How does that
2: look like your support for him? So uh, then the next day got up in our sort of team meeting, which is called the party room meeting, and mentioned to all of the National Party MPs that Jack was kicking off his campaign again. I'm going to bring him in here to Parliament on Thursday oh, wow. and do a meet and greet with all the national, like the regional and rural MPs whose money he goes to support their community. So <coughs> a lot of it's about relationship building and, and connections. Um, and then I gave um, some contacts in the media a ring and said, hey, you know, you should talk to Jack. He's kicking off the campaign again and, and help him out. So yeah, a lot of it's relationship building and uh, and acting as a conduit, I guess, yeah, yeah. Um, because you, you kind of get this helicopter view of everything that's going on in all facets of society and a lot of the job is saying, oh, well, you're doing this, you should talk to this person um, or the department or the government can help you with A, B or C. Yep.
0: Yeah, cool.
2: I guess
1: going bit b- back to your personal life, what's been tougher being politics or having to be a director of risk at a mm. private consultancy company? <laughs> Because I, I imagine they're both pretty two pretty cutthroat worlds.
2: I would say nothing is harder than politics. Nothing's harder than yeah, politics, yeah, yeah. Because you're never going to satisfy everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, I reckon if you went out in the street and gave out $50 notes, some, someone would say, why isn't it $100? Yeah. Mm. Um, and also everybody, everyone's got a view and an opinion and, and I think a lot of people arrive at their views on politics. Uh, I mean it's going to get even more interesting with the fact that consumption of media amongst your guys generation and beyond uh, is just changing so dramatically yeah who watches free to air anymore no it's I, it's, it's going to be like podcasts and yep, like YouTube, youtube and all that yep yeah. netflix it's yeah it's like, like i was even
1: listening to one the other day and it's like who listens to like talk back radio? Mm. Like, I can't remember the last time I listened to it. Mm, mm. One, because I broke the aerial in my car, <laughs> but <laughs> two, because like before that, I was just yeah. like, it's all podcasts. So I feel like if one, you know, prime minister wanted to put themselves in a good position, mm. just go on everyone's podcast, and I feel like everyone would vote for them.
2: We'd so, yeah. Done that way. Yeah. Well, that's a discussion we're constantly having because how do you uh, communicate and connect with all demographics? And there's a conditioning that, oh, you know, put together the press release, send it out to, Channel Seven, Nine, and Ten, and and get on the radio and kind of job done. But um, I sense there's a disconnect, and it, it you know we're gonna ha- as as a party and as politicians investigate more the role of podcasts and the work yep. that you guys are doing in terms yep. of how to connect and and what makes sense in the future.
1: I feel like it's definitely the future. Yeah, and like i like I feel like know. like it's crazy now. Mm. Like how many podcasts and stuff are there? There are, but I feel yeah. like it's just gonna like blow up because like anyone can really do it yep. you know what i mean so yep. I feel like it's just going to get even bigger but what was life like at kpmg mm. being in such a high position
2: it was it was good it's like uh, one of the big four consulting firms great people um essentially they were always very big on you know purpose like what is the work that you're doing and how does it go beyond um you know hopefully the work you do for a client can make a meaningful impact so there was some neat parallels between that work and um coming into parliament and i had a lot of um former colleagues come to my maiden speech so they were here to to watch that but it was um a big gamble in in saying uh, january of 2017 uh, i'm out like i've got to resign because i'm going to run for parliament that could have all gone (laughs) yeah how did the big wigs
1: at kpmg take that they were great they were just like
2: you know what that's noble and impressive and we wish you the best of luck um and i think they might have been good enough to have me back if it had failed yeah oh, that's um weird. but yeah like there if you want to do this job and you want to uh, affect change you've got to make some sacrifices mm-hmm. and and i think um that was an opportunity to do that to make that call
0: yeah cool i wanted to ask so it l- looks like a lot of like you said your job is relationship building and mm. it's like it looks like you're helping a lot of people in the community. Has there ever been like a case or something that's stuck with you that you that you think about times mm. where you weren't able to help someone that you could share with us? Yeah,
2: wow. Um, I think it goes back to COVID. A lot of, uh, it, I think at that during COVID, for a lot of people, they came to the realization for the first time the extent to which their state government uh, calls the shots. Versus the federal government. That's sorry. That was exactly like the best thing
1: I probably learned yep. about. I was like, "What is? Who was it at the time?" Uh, Scott man. Morrison oh, oh, was Scomo, prime yeah, minister. Yeah. I was like, "What does he actually do?" Yeah. Like, I swear, like it was all state, which I had no idea about. Yeah, so yeah. I did learn something in those yeah, yeah, news yeah.
2: conferences. Yep, huge revelation for a lot of people. Like, oh wow, okay, so they can put the borders up, and that's it. Like, there is no movement around Australia. They can. They got to. We manage the health system. We manage the hospitals. We manage, you know, all that sort of stuff. And so, um, a lot of requests coming through about some really harrowing stories about people who were having loved ones pass away, and they wanted to visit them and trying to get an exemption. Do you remember the exemptions? Yeah, they
0: can visit people in hospitals. Yep, yep. Yeah.
2: Um, and families with with kids being born and just the p- the dad wanting to go and participate in that, like, and and. We couldn't get every one of those across the line, um, so that having to deliver that news is pretty, pretty difficult. Um, but y- y- you know, you got to kind of, as long as you give it your best, I think then yeah, you, you, sure. you, you can't kind of live with regret too much about what you could and couldn't sure. do. But how did they make you feel? Um, most of them were really generous in being understanding of like thank you for trying um some were just inconsolable um but it, it was that busy at that point in time that you just it was like okay we just got to move on yeah, to the next do you thing, do. Next yeah. thing yeah. you know um yeah well another
1: busy time in australia's political landscape the voice yep referendum that's going on yep um for people like us, we call our fans l- the whippersnippers. Yeah. Um, not the brightest bunch, but <laughs> <so> for people... <laughs> <laughs> well, for they support <laughs> us for some reason. Well, yeah. <laughs> so for people, like, it's it's a complicated one. Mm. Um, I, even myself, who I had to look into it, mm. it was a few quiet days of work, so I was doing a bit of research on it. I don't fully understand it. I don't want to say anything too out of pocket to yep. cause any you know backlash or anything, mm. but... Essentially, for you, could you summarise? I guess the benefits of voting for yes.
2: Yeah, I I think that's where you align. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is super simple. What 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 is essentially being proposed is is two things. One that we recognise in our playbook, our constitution, the fact that we have this amazing history, pre colonial um, colonialisation, that is our First Nations people and we, we put them in our constitution, so they're acknowledged in there. That is just a, a, a good thing to do. The second thing that it asks is to create a body, which would be called The Voice, which is essentially an advisory committee, which would provide advice to the government of the day on how they can better improve policies for First Nations people. That's it. Yeah. The... The fear around that, I think, has been driven by the fact that politics sometimes is so alien and complex for people that they would prefer to just, oh, I don't know, so I'm, I'm a bit uncomfortable with it. So I, I just will err on the side of caution and not, not support this. Yeah. But for most of us, in fact, like 97% of the country who are not uh, Aboriginal, we're going to wake up the next day, nothing
1: nothing changes. Nothing changes.
2: Is a devil's advocate? Yep, because it's what we
1: do here. Yep. Um, is there an argument for what's the point? Mm. Is there what would you say to someone who, if you were talking to them on the street, and they, you know, you were talking about it to them, and they go, "Well, what's the point? It's not binding mm. or anything. You know, the mm. advisory committee's decision isn't binding. Why would I want to vote yes for this if it's just going to slow things down even more?"
2: Yep. So I'd say what we've been doing to this date has not been working for First Nations people. So why would we continue to do stuff that doesn't work? So if we want to affect change, we've got to change things, um, and the advisory committee would help change things because it would be a new means by which the government could receive advice. To give you an example, as heritage minister, I had a um, heritage council who were experts in all matters of heritage and they, as a part of the work that I did, would provide me with advice. And you get advice from all different aspects when you're trying to do your job. But I knew that they were experts in their field. And when I was making a decision, I would look at what they'd said. And from time to time, I'd say, yep, I'll, I'll accept that. And from time to time, I'd say, oh, look, I get it, but I'm going to make another call in a different way. Yeah, sure. So it, it's, you know, part of it is respect and the other part is the fact that what we've been doing to date like life life expectancy literacy rates incarceration the figures are uh, appalling yeah. so why not just, yeah, just why give, it give it a crack yeah for sure don't I, be scared i, I yeah.
1: agree with you but there is i do like understand the other side of oh, another thing in politics that we have yep. to go through to get things done yep
2: and um, i and i think if if it didn't if it didn't matter to a lot of like it doesn't matter we're going to wake up the next day and yeah. most of us will just get on with our life but for, for the three percent like it might change their lives for the better yeah for sure
1: now we do have some fan questions yeah that zach has prepared <laughs> oh uh, yeah we thank do, you very we much for
0: your time yeah uh, all good we do have fans just quickly so our friend aiden wrote should australia ban new coal and gas mines
2: yeah, so in New South Wales, we, we were one of the first states to sign up to Net Zero. Um, hugely ambitious renewable energy plan.
1: Very ambitious. Yeah. yeah. I work in construction law.
2: Okay. So, <laughs> yep, it's, it's very yep. ambitious. Do you want to build some transmission lines for us? We yep. Maragl. Okay. Right now. Yep.
1: Yeah, and we. Do oh, I'm not going to say my company, but <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and uh, Cofferstone in far north Queensland. Yeah. It's hard. Um, yeah, it's very.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We were meant to start one of them in 2020, and so it hasn't got off the ground yet. It, It's it's difficult, but doesn't mean we shouldn't try and forge ahead. Yeah, for sure. Um however, we've we've got a you know, it's a balance, it's it's a transition, that's the key word there, transition from fossil fuels fuels to renewables. Um we've set out how we think we're gonna do that, we've just got to get on with it.
0: Yeah, wonderful. Our viewer Tessa asks, um, so why be a part of the Liberal Party instead of being if you're a moderation conservative and mm. not an independent?
2: Yep. Because um, I think the Liberal Party reflects, if you look at the values and the philosophy of it, um, aspirational people and essentially is the party for people to want to support if um, you believe in good social policy, good economic policy. And me as a moderate, I support same-sex marriage, believe in climate change, voluntary assisted dying, um, The Voice, which is a bit unique amongst my party. But... um, I, the, the system of government we have is a two-party system. Independents have a role to play, but if you want to affect changing, be a part of the government that calls the shots, you need to be a member of the major parties. And the independents have to kind of side anyway. Ultimately, right. yeah. Yep, yep. So I, they rely on a, a small percentage chance of it being a hung parliament to be able to determine which way legislation goes. But yeah. it, it just it's a neat idea, but in practice it it's doesn't like quite work. <laughs> <laughs> and then your last
0: questions as well, Elliot? Uh, yes. So, <laughs> yep. here we it's go. It's, it's rapid fire
1: it's with a quick Elliot. quick fire, okay. <laughs> We've done it all three times. It's a popular segment. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were talking earlier yeah. about the disgrace that our national rugby union oh. team has turned to. <laughs> now, it's something that keeps me up at night as a yeah. West Tigers fan as well. <laughs> we a tough time. And, <laughs> and a Chelsea fan, and we suck too. Okay, so, okay. I'm, I'm grouping to nothing at the moment. <laughs> If you are you a rugby union fan,
2: is that your sport? Uh, I like all codes, but um, go the Marlins.
1: Yeah. What would you be doing? Because in my opinion, Eddie Jones, like he's come and done all these changes. <laughs> of why Dave Rennie? Like Dave Rennie was doing the damn thing. Yeah. You know, we were we didn't we we weren't losing to Fiji, <laughs> <when> Dave <laughs> Rennie was in. <laughs> this so. is
2: true. This is true. But I think Eddie Jones's point at the beginning, when he kind of threw all the pieces up in the air, was. He made some comments around we've become used to kind of getting close. You yeah. know, the killer instinct hasn't been with us for f- 15 years. Or I've there never abouts. seen a Bledisloe win. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like, so. and so to just press reset, he just did the old Control Alt Delete, you know. I know, but we've never not made it out of a World Cup. But, <laughs> but then he, but th- th- let's just like try and see how this goes. And then this is a rebuild for 2027. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but I was so nervous. I was like, "Oh, are we going to beat Georgia? It's a country of it's like a million people. <laughs> We're in a bad place. We are <laughs> in a bad place. <laughs> no, no
2: doubt. But let's have some faith in the in the long term plan.
1: Watch manly seagulls.
2: Yeah, go, yeah. watch seagulls yeah. and um and marlins and yeah. Yeah, favorite cocktail. Oh. It's
1: a big one. I know. It's
2: uh, well, don't read into it too much, but like, G and T and or a Negroni. I you know, like
1: Negroni. Yeah, yeah, I can do Negroni. Yeah,
2: it's um, they've both been pretty f- kind to me. <laughs> um, that's a good answer. Um, you're probably the most
1: powerful person on the beaches, apart from you. Thank like you, Daily Cherry Evans. Mate. Yes, yes. Um, as in that position, you have a lot of yep. responsibilities. Yep. And I wanted to know how two young, handsome, ripped gentlemen <laughs> could perhaps form forces with you and get the yep. Stain Hotel as a world heritage destination because <laughs> we're big fans of the stain so we're actually working on a sponsorship all right uh, and by working we keep mentioning them and they don't reply
2: okay but, but well how, i reckon i could be? help you help you with that um yep. i know a few people at the stain and it is a beautiful building uh nice. the round bar there it's a good yep. spot so um to all the chaps at iris capital if you're listening let's uh have a discussion yeah it is yeah, they yeah, they yeah, recently
1: yeah are you f- are you Close personal friends with any of
2: them? Wouldn't say close personal friends, but uh, how about we we make a few inquiries? Oh, are you are you <laughs> comfortable looking in the cavern <laughs> saying that the state is the best pub in the northern beaches?
1: <laughs> we can cut it if you don't want to.
2: The the stain hotel is one of the top establishments on the northern beaches. Oh, okay. yeah, we can we'll stop. There's some we'll affiliations stop. there. Yeah. <laughs> I, get, I get it. I get it.
1: Um, best country you've ever been to overseas?
2: Oh, big fan of Italy yeah yeah um venice was great went there at christmas yeah not like this christmas but yeah at christmas time and um that was really good fun it was good uh and Tellyride, colorado for some skiing love it yeah scale, yep. scale. Nice. Yep. yeah avid scale yes yeah but i haven't been to i
1: want to get to canada and stuff yeah amazing i love japan have you done japan not skiing no just yep. been yeah yep. you yep. should try to get there it's Kay. good and our final one before we wrap you up thank you so much for your time Mm. but I guess what's next where do you want to get to
2: what's next wow well we've just started the the first year of the four year term of government so um, just hold this government to account and keep kicking goals for Manly got to get Bally Boys upgraded that is on the list BP (laughs) yeah shout out Mr Sheetha Um, and uh, so some good local projects in the works Um, and then look we'll see what the future holds
1: there was a little birdie, now we're in the <laughs> car parks amongst the whispers, <laughs> there was a little birdie that said you were potentially touted as opposition leader. Yeah. I was wondering, um, you know, out of all platforms to do it on, <laughs> 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 oh, do I, can you speak uh, to that, um,
2: uh, yeah, look, can you speak to that point? I'm not going to announce anything yet. Okay. Uh, no, 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 it's, um, look, it's great privilege after the election when, when we were looking for a Potential leader to take us to the next election. Um, you know, my name was thrown around, but we've got a great leader, Mark Speakman, member for Cronulla. um Used to be the state's attorney general, so we're all backing in behind him and we'll get it done. Yeah, but maybe in four years, once <laughs> you know, <laughs> people, people realise we have the better beaches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that, that's right. We do have the better. We pages. do have the better beaches. Absolutely. And that has to be known.
1: Yep. Yeah. Well. Thank you very
2: much. Yeah, it was really good fun. Thank
0: you so much yeah. for coming on. Guys, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Um, and is there anywhere people could follow you? Is just your Instagram? Yeah,
2: Instagram, and um, yeah, a lot of stuff on there. And that's how uh, I kind of keep keep the word getting out. Well, thank you so much again. No, it's been Flavor. good fun. Thanks, no guys. Thanks, James. All good, all good. Flex, check, flex, check,
0: flex, check. Diamonds in my fang. Flex, check, flex, check, flex,
2: check. Flex, flex check. Flex, 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 check. Flex, 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 check.